0: Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. Now, Kevin Ray.
1: Welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host. I'm here with executive producer and co-host Mark Griffith. Thank you so much for joining us. We're thankful for the opportunity to spend a little time with you. We hope you're having a wonderful day. And we're excited about our show. And before we dive in, we want to tell you how to connect with us. And the easiest way, of course, is to go to um, thehousinghour.com. You'll find a treasure trove of information. Um, It's the mothership of all of our shows, our blogs. Um, We'd love for you to go and interact with that. Um, You can contact us there. You can find out more about us. You can um, look and, and dive into the past shows that we in series that we've completed. We'd love for you to do that. Um, also, the social media platforms we're on all of them. We're on Facebook, facebook.com/slash/thehousinghour, on Twitter at thehousinghour. So you can find us there and learn more about us and and connect with us there as well. Um, We are talking today because we had um, a young man on a couple of years ago, and it was a great show talking about commercial real estate. We were talking about um, what was happening in Knoxville. We were talking about the the new um, sort of uh, landscape of commercial real estate availability and what all was out there. And so Justin Kazana is back with us today, Justin. Is uh, the principal in the uh, Avison Young Knoxville office here, um, specializing in retail um, transactions, whether it be through renting a retail space, a commercial space. He has a a, a wide, vast variety of skill set, I would say, other than his Auburn. um, No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) He's a big Auburn fan, which that's okay. They're actually. Jesse Lynn who is one of our Mm -hmm. our principals as well as a big opera fan we don't hold that against them and we won't hold it against you Thank you for coming in.
2: Thank you for not holding things against me. That's <laughs> always a plus. <laughs> I had to be very careful when I moved back to Knoxville. The uh, the plus side is I can wear orange anywhere and no there one you really has a problem with it. So yeah, and right. good It's not
1: way. like you have a tag or something that says Auburn. No. Oh, not, wait a minute. Not you more do. Than two or three. <laughs> yeah, because I just pulled in. Um, but seriously, thank you so much for coming in. And a lot has changed since uh, August of 2014, which is when we had you last.
2: It really has, yeah. and obviously, uh, 2014, the economy had, had was on its way back. Mm-hmm. It, it really was on; it. it was back. It was exceptionally busy. 2015 was a huge year uh, for our company, personally, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it was a huge year for Knoxville and everything that, that had happened in the market. Uh, we'd seen vacancy rates drop significantly on both the uh, the office, industrial, and retail side. We saw you know just dozens of transactions on both uh, the purchase of owner occupied properties or um, in Investment properties with outside investors from you know really around the country coming into Knoxville and gobbling up what we call a, a Class A investment portfolio.
1: I uh, Saw quite a few of those, and it's it can it's continued on through 2016. Um, before we dive in a little bit more, um, I wanted to talk about what your niche is because um, you you are um, actually one of those guys who handles the bigger properties in Knoxville. And for instance, you currently are the, the folks that are involved in leasing and marketing uh, Century Park at Pellissippi. That's a big that's a big project. That's a big building, right?
2: It really is. Is it, that
1: what your niche is that you, you go after? Because there's a lot of moving parts when you manage a property like that.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and my niche for, for me personally is uh, mainly representing uh, buildings uh, to lease up a building. Century mm-hmm. Park is an 80-acre office development right there at the corner That's of Pellissippi huge. and uh, Pellissippi, Dutchtown Road, yeah. I-40. You know, just you're just a half mile from I-40. Mm-hmm. So it's the, the first comprehensive office development in in Knoxville. Uh, 250,000 square feet so far. Wow. We've got plans for development for even, probably another 250,000 square feet. Two sites on uh, in place right now that, you know, we're negotiating. We're or, or trying to attract uh, national tenants, looking for a, a headquarters type site where they could yeah. put. 150, 200,000 square feet. That's something we work with, you know, the chamber, the state of Tennessee for economic development to try and recruit those big firms to Knoxville. I was I was with the chamber the week before Thanksgiving, just sitting down, talking to them about all the sites that we're working on and what's available because they're out there recruiting. They bring in, bring in site selectors saying, okay, what do you need? They're looking at, um, you know, jobs that are available in the market, the real estate that's available in the market, all the details that go into it, uh, and Century Park is is hopefully one of the the trophy sites that when uh, mm-hmm. a corporate
1: headquarters wants to come to Knoxville, they're going to look at that site as well. Now, in your those type of sites where you have a great access point to Pelissippe, I mean the airport is ten minutes away, you know, two exits up basically. You have so much going for you. You also have Turkey Creek right mm-hmm. there. You have mm-hmm. so much residential. Um, it seems to me that like the mayor and others who are involved in development, you probably have a good relationship with those people because um, your job is so important to their success, what it is that you're doing. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. yeah.
2: In, in this business, when, when you're developing a project like, let's just say Century Park, for example, you don't just go out by the land and start throwing up buildings. Right. You know, you've got to right. be you've got to have relationships with. Uh, With both the county government and the city government, uh, as well as the Chamber of Commerce, knowing, say, this is what we want to do. First of all, you got to do your due diligence to make sure this is going to make sense. Right. Uh, You know, before Century Park was started, they had developed the Tennessee Technology Corridor Mm -hmm. uh, Development Agency, which basically uh, doesn't control the development up and down Pellissippi Parkway, but it it helps guide it. You're not Mm going to see someone, you're not going to see a strip mall on Pellissippi Parkway. Mm -hmm. It's meant for. Uh, development of office products, something that can serve the entire Maryville, Knoxville, Oak Ridge corridor because you know even 15 years ago there was a black line between Oak Ridge and Knoxville. Mm -hmm. You know you could you either did business in Oak Ridge or Knoxville you didn't do them in both. Mm -hmm. Uh, In fact uh, the first tenant we had ever put at Century Park, Barge, Wagner, Sumner, and Cannon, big engineering firm, Mm -hmm. doing a lot of work in Knoxville, a lot of work well really all over the country. They kept an office in Oak Ridge because they had to have an Oak Ridge office even though Century Park was 12 minutes away. Mm -hmm. Uh, That line has really started to blur with the development of basically the corridor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've seen so much leave from behind the wire at Oak Ridge and move its way, uh, toward, um, toward Knoxville. Hardin Valley is behind grown the wire. That. Is that
1: a Manhattan project? Yeah. The uh, Manhattan, you know, if you're, you're, talking about, you're talking about you yeah. know, the
2: Oak Ridge national labs, <laughs> right? 12, that's behind the wire. Okay. Uh, and, <laughs> I the, and, and I like and, it. And a lot of them have moved out. They've gone, they've gone from this, from this, uh, kind of, you know, develop because of all the technology that's in Oak Ridge become more, um, you know, privately owned publicly traded companies you know local motors had a lot of uh, a lot of influence because of that um, some of a lot of the carbon uh, development that's mm-hmm. happened in the area has come from oak ridge so and it's it's creeping toward knoxville and the university of tennessee has done a great job developing that as well so that's helping grow knoxville
1: and the commercial real estate in the area and i think mark with you being in oak ridge you know and what justin is talking about One of the keystones to any commercial space, I think, that to make it really thrive is to have not only access points to important highways, interstates, which Oak Ridge has as an example, but also you have to have residential readily available. You mentioned that as a part of your package to say, okay, well, Mm -hmm. when these people are coming in and bidding or or looking at different areas, you have to have not only the commercial space, but you have to have, okay, where are my people going to live? So Mark, in Oak Ridge, it's thriving as well, just as an example. It's
0: thriving, and and we keep on getting these uh, information about these other big names buying buildings in Oak Ridge. I think one of them uh, is Trump it, Towers, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> yeah, Greg Lemond, Greg I mean, Lemond, the, yeah, the
2: three-time Tour de France champion, yes, without who, steroids, without steroids. Uh, <laughs> you know, he built, he bought a building in Oak Ridge because he wants to develop more, do more carbon work, whether it's bikes, whether it's components, everything that goes along with it. I mean, that is huge. He is not a Knoxville guy, right? I mean, he's from Minnesota.
1: He found right. the place. He
2: he found the place. He sees the technology. He has mm. relationships and partnerships with those those Oak Ridge entrepreneurs. Um, mm and comers uh, that he's gonna be able to take to the next step it's a huge deal for knoxville and
0: real estate is booming in oak ridge in the surrounding markets and coming into west knoxville down that corridor into the hardened valley areas into the cedar bluff it's really hopping uh,
1: justin let me ask you this question i'm not sure how much time we have left in this segment but when you look at oak ridge and what is happening i mean you know, everyone thought when, you know, they talked about what was going to happen. Everybody said, yeah, we'll believe it when we see it. You know, there's too many, too much red tape. There's too much going on. But it's starting to unfold. So when when you look at what you do, you, there's no black lines in your business either. I mean, you're saying, okay, that's an opportunity for you to tout what's happening along your corridor. You know, this has... Oak Ridge has these opportunities so how do you see Oak Ridge how does that affect what you're doing how does that affect Century Park Um, I would imagine that you could boast that as well when you're developing this another 250,000 square feet that you have Oak Ridge just right around the corner which has this you know don't want to go to Turkey Creek feel like it's too busy or whatever the case is you also have Oak Ridge just down the way. No, it's a huge factor. Right. I mean, we, we we play that every time that we're talking when we mm-hmm. have people on
2: site. You know, if they're a technology company, if they're someone, you know, we have engineering firms at Century Park, uh, we have uh, technology firms at Century Park, and and we have them all up and down that Pelissippi corridor, mm-hmm. just because uh, they want to be near that energy and that new excitement that comes that comes through mm-hmm. Oak Ridge. I think Oak Ridge is. We have we have you know different different types of tenants whether it's Century Park whether it's uh, up and down you know North Shore um, some people are new to the to Knoxville and the people that are new to Knoxville a lot of them are attracted by. Uh, that new excitement from Oak Ridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they're inside Knoxville, already here, and not a technology-based company, they're going to go wherever their customers or whatever serves their employees best. Mm-hmm. You know, whether that's the beard Market, whether that's downtown, uh, whether that's halls. We're a little bit of everywhere. So, uh, you know, certainly the big driver from out of town is Oak Ridge, mm-hmm. but still Knoxville is very attractive to so many companies because of the the lifestyle and the
1: and the uh, just the. The community of mm-hmm. living in Knoxville, and I think and UT football. Yeah, Kevin. that's right. It's what binds us all together, right? Yeah. Well, when you look back, Mark, when from 1994 when mm-hmm. you started in Oak Ridge, and definitely in 1994 there was already Pellissippi. I mean, I'm not suggesting that right, that much right, has right. changed. But I remember when I was growing up in 1987. Well, I remember you didn't have that. You know, you, you only had that one lane that got you to mm-hmm. Cedar Bluff and if there was a traffic or something like that that corridor right there really did not thrive and so I don't even remember what year. Do you recall what year they built? It was out?
0: '85, wasn't it? Well, I remember okay. they finished the bridge
2: to Maryville mm-hmm. in 1991 or 92. Okay, because I was because right. well, I remember. Isn't that something? I remember four wheeling out there when yes. they were wow. building it. Oh, it was the greatest place in the world. Yeah, uh, and that was right. 1999. You were looking for opportunities. I, it was you, were, you were <laughs> totally different opportunity. <laughs> so, but that that's really when they when they tied the Oak Ridge Oak Ridge to the
0: to the airport. That's what really got it started. Yeah, but but for a while there, it was just kind of went flat and mm-hmm. nothing. You know, we, could, we thought that there was just technology was going to take on both sides of that Pellissippi going all the way down. Mm-hmm. It really started off kind of slow. Mm-hmm. Now it seems to be really booming down the corridor. Well, mm-hmm. everything was federal, and that and everything
2: was really controlled ah, by the government. Everything was behind the wire. Mm-hmm. That's what Oak Ridge was. Yeah. So you just and it was. Uh, it was a reverse bedroom community Mm -hmm. no one really lived in Oak Ridge or not many people they lived in Knoxville (laughs) well they lived in Knoxville they drove and they drove to Oak Ridge it was
1: a problem yeah it really was and that's that's transitioned yeah and it's transitioning I think too especially with um, and and when we get back from the break in just a moment we're gonna dive in more to the opportunities and what Justin sees with the new political landscape maybe what the future holds and, and what that means for people who are looking to move their business into Knoxville the advantages that are out there for people to take advantage of um, and make sure we get you connected with Justin. If you have a company um, considering our area, I promise you, Justin can connect you with the right package in the right place and get you the right information. I bet you he has the nicest graphs and charts that he can show you. Um, but you know, one of the he other things through—that's right <laughs> that we're going to talk about too, I think is important is that if you are out there, considering maybe even leasing existing space and you want to upsize what space that you have. Justin can connect you with the right person because there's a lot of people right now that are growing out of the space that they have and you can't put another floor on top of your building a lot of times. That's what Justin tells me. (laughs) So we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages.
0: (laughs) housing hour with Kevin Ray continues helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it again Kevin Ray
1: back into the housing hour, and we certainly want to send our prayers to those in the Gatlinburg Pigeon Forge area that are um, dealing with the devastation of wildfires um, at this hour even. Um, We certainly send our prayers up, and um, for all the first responders, the EMS workers, all of the fire departments, police, everyone involved, we want them to know that we are with them and um, that this is a certainly challenging time, especially in this time of the year. Um, but that we are all supportive. And um, the ways that you can get involved certainly would be the Salvation Army, the American Red Cross. Um, You can um, volunteer for those um, organizations. I know there'll be more coming out in the coming days, Um, and the smoke is not even settled. We haven't even really fully assessed what has happened. So, um, you know, one of the, the prayers that I have is that people would be able to um, establish a a communication line and and really get the help that they need because there's just so much going on up there. So I did want to mention that um, before we got on. And that rain aspect is an important one. Earlier in the week, of course, we had some rain. We want more rain, obviously. Uh, Prayers would be appreciated for the rain, certainly. Um, Been the driest season that we've had. I don't know what the record is for lack of rain, but we almost went an entire month without a drop of rain. Which is, which is just not good. And um, you think about California, and I'm sorry, we're going to get back to the show in a second, but you think about some of these drier climates that deal with this in the California valleys that are very, very dry, not much humidity. We, ha- we just don't have those issues. We are very humid. We have a lot of moisture. We have a lot of rain that keeps our forests. And, you know, when, when a fire starts uh, and you have the wind that we had earlier, that's going to cause things to spread quickly as um, evidenced by um, the things that have taken place. So anyway, did need to just get that out there. So let's transition back. Um, Justin, when we just had, you know, this monumental election occur and there was so much information, lack of information. We had a housing show. uh, I'm sure you heard it um, (laughs) that, that talked about you know, what would it mean for each candidate? And, you know, we had, it was a leave it to Kleber. Steve Kleber came on, did a great job sort of going through it all. And, you know, so we had all that information, but neither candidate for whatever reason didn't really come out and give us their cards as it relates to housing and to all the aspects of commercial real estate. You know, I mean, you would think that one of the biggest real estate moguls ever known in the United States would help, this aspect what are your thoughts about what's going to happen going forward you know i think there
2: was so much apprehension before the election i mean so many people i would deal with on a regular basis well i'm just gonna wait till the election's over Mm -hmm. to make a decision is it over yet and you (laughs) thought why you know does it matter hillary wins trump wins is it going to change what you're doing? Right. You know, and certainly when when I woke up on Wednesday morning and after the election and saw the Dow had Futures had dropped 700 points, you're like, oh, no, are you, right. are you have to be kidding me. Of course, they rebounded, and they right. finished at the highest points they ever had right. you know, that afternoon. Right. Right. So I think a lot of people are seeing a pro-business uh, president, and mm-hmm. that's what they're going to see in Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do think there are several different ways to look at it. I think you'll— You'll actually see at the end of four years, you'll see a uh, less power by the executive and more power by the legislative because mm-hmm. over the last few decades, the, the executive has taken more power. Uh, and the fact that you're going to have someone in place who's not a career politician, you can kind of see the legislative branch, Congress, taking back a little of that power that's been removed from them over the last few decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that good? I think so, because Congress typically has been more pro-business than the uh, than the executive branch has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the same time, you know, you're going to look at it a couple different ways. Janet Yellen's already come out and said, you know, interest rates are on their way up. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen. Um, will Trump be blamed for that? Well, he shouldn't be, but mm-hmm. I'm sure someone will in some shape, form or fashion. Now. For seven eight years, I've been saying, "Well, interest rates have got to go up. They got to go up. They can't right. go anywhere else." Well, yes, they can. Right. right. <laughs> We're not at zero yet. Right. Uh, so you know they'll start to creep up. I don't think it'll have a huge uh, effect in uh, on the commercial real estate side when it comes to uh, either financing new development uh, or even uh, purchasing of uh, maybe investment grade properties. Simply mm-hmm. because you will still have access to these uh, to those funds at just you know, shockingly low rates compared to what we've shockingly had in the past.
0: In regards to commercial real estate and lending and money availability for that lending, how has it changed in the last two years? Is it more plentiful? Or are the banks still kind of conservative?
2: Yeah, uh, it's a good question. No, they've, they've kind of gone back. They're not back to the Pre two thousand to the two thousand five points. Thankfully, uh, I mean that was that was a mess. But they also weren't like they were in two thousand ten, where they just wouldn't give out money. Right, uh, if you're a physician, um, wow, they'll just show just show up and open your purse and they'll throw money into it. Uh, if you're owner occupant, great. As long as you're occupying more than 50% of the building and you've got good financials, you can get great numbers. Uh, development, you've still got to be, if, if we wanted to do another uh, a spec building at Century Park, we'd still need to be 50% occupied or pre-leased Pre-lease. before, we right. can, before we can start construction. Wow. And that's, you know, 2004, 5. Oh, it does make sense. You know, 2004 and 5, you could go out and say, well, we're just going to do a spec building. And they'd say, okay. Right. Uh, so, you know, there there's still some regulation on top of it, but not nearly as much as
1: you had to have five or six years ago. Let me ask you this question, and it kind of goes with what Mark was saying, and I had another question I'll come back to, but I, but since Mark brought that up, because it was a good one, you have people out there, you have entrepreneurs out there that really want to um, create something of their own, and maybe they have a business, but right now they're leasing. Maybe they're leasing and they have 100 employees, right? There's a lot of let's say less than that small business and they they want to lease a new space but they don't want to go out and find a bigger bigger building and, and sign another lease. What they might want to do is they say, you know what, I want to I want to own this building and I'd like to go in and I'm gonna have the occupancy level way over fifty percent because I have my existing employee base, right? So would, the, would they have an opportunity to come to you and say, this is what I want to do, Justin. I want to find a, a great piece of land. I've got 100 employees. I want to have an occupancy of 200 or whatever. Um, would that be a person that you could talk with and say, hey, yeah, let's put a package together and present it to our lender present it, you know, first get a bid, have a contractor draw up a, a great estimate. You guys have your business plan and present all that. Is that is that an opportunity for you? It, it absolutely okay. is, because we do it
2: nearly on a daily that's basis. That's a daily basis, you know, okay. We, we are talking to companies that some people want to lease, some people only want to go short term, some want to look big picture. Uh, you know, we have done, um, we've talked to a lot of companies and that's the, we'll just use Century Park, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, we, because of our relationship with the developer, uh, if you've got, if, if you want to, you can either lease. We can build you a building. We can uh, build you a building and sell it to you. We can do a joint venture. You can do a variety of things. Mm-hmm. And so what we do in commercial That's real estate—that's really good to know. Yeah, for in, people. in commercial real estate in general, and not just Century Park, is we try and put the parties together. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're aware we've got eleven brokers in our office. Total staff of twenty-five when you include property management. We manage two and a half million square feet. We broker about three million square feet. So we've got our, our fingers on the pulse of where Knoxville is. Mm-hmm. Uh, every week we're meeting with all our brokers, and if I say, you know, I've got this client, she they're looking, they've got seventy five employees, they want to buy a, uh, you know, a thirty thousand square foot building, but they can't quite figure it out. 200 years of experience in our office. Someone's going to say, "Hey, have you talked to so and so?" or yeah. "I've got so and so. Let's let's sit down and talk to them next week." Okay. Because we've got those kind of
1: contacts and we can we can put all those pieces together and try and fix things. Mm, that's good information there. And that, that that is also another one of your niches, I would imagine, because there's a lot of people out there who are in that situation and really want to take their business to the next level and having the ability to have some room for growth. And that's exactly what mortgage investors did in 1989. They built this building themselves, purchased it, had the the whole kit and caboodle, and then they decided to sell it and lease it back. I mean, it was a brilliant move on their part. Um, I'm sure they wish they might still own it now. I don't know. But um, considering what all has happened. So, guys, when we continue in a moment, we're going to talk about, I'd like to talk about downtown Knoxville and talk about the opportunities that are there. I was just down there the other day, and it is amazing all the things that are happening. So let's continue this conversation right after these messages.
2: (laughs)
0: The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Get a job, you bum, 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 bum. Money don't grow on trees, you bum, 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 bum. We love Larry, the cable guy here. Um, Get her done quarters here at Mortgage Investors Group, the housing hour. If you need a job, um, you would definitely be wise to go to MIGonline.com and click on the careers button because we have opportunities for you. All the way from the Tri-Cities down to Knoxville, Chattanooga, all the way across to Memphis, and everywhere in between. So we certainly can help you with that venture. Um, And I'm sure Justin is looking for good people as well. Jobs are available. That is for sure. Um, And you can even ask Dana, what was her name? Remember her?
0: Yeah, man, Mangielli. Yeah,
1: something like that.
0: But her book that she wrote was yeah. what was
1: it that her book is "Shut Up and Get a Job." Yeah. So you know, shut up and get a job. The
0: whole whole point of the book was that there
1: are available jobs, and here's how you do it. But we're here with um, Justin Kazana. We, we had a great have had a great conversation with them with Addison Young. Um, intelligent real estate solutions is their um, tagline. Um, We're, we know that, you know, in your business, things are ever changing as they are in all businesses, but um, you see so much change happening. And, um, you know, with new mayor, or she's not new anymore. That was four years ago, but Madeline Rojero, and then Tim Burchett, you have a lot of you know, different philosophies between the two, Slightly. you know, one, one, you know, probably says, you know, you have to spend money to make money. And one says, no, you got to, you got to put it under in your mattress, you know, is, is the philosophy differences. But both of them are good. Tim probably will hear that and think I was making fun of them, which I was. Um, but the differences between the two, I mean, Madeline or Mayor O'Hara, I think, has done an an exceptional job in just kind of getting out of the way, if nothing else, and just saying, this is a free market. We want to give opportunities. We're not going to put up obstacles. Um, So that's a good thing. What is happening in downtown? Um, What are the things that you see as opportunities? And and also just kind of give us the heartbeat and the pulse of the occupancy rate and where you see that trend going.
2: Yeah. You know, when we met two and a half years ago, uh they Interstates in Knoxville, when it came to office space, was exit only. Mm. I mean, they, they were leaving downtown. It wow. was amazing how many wow. people were moving out west. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you see uh, accounting firms like LBMC, Coulter and Justice, Rota for Moss, all moved out of downtown, built buildings, uh, or moved into buildings on Pellissippi Parkway, out that area. Law firms were doing Park. the same thing. Yeah, they <laughs> went, went to Century Park, true. Uh, <laughs> but things have changed a little bit because, you yeah. know, Knoxville, it's been 15 years, but they're— it, it, Downtown has continued to develop and continue to, to get this new energy about it. It's had it for retail and restaurants and entertainment for a while, but now office is starting to come back. The last office building to be built in downtown Knoxville was 1992, wow. which is wow. truly amazing. So 25 years ago, more than, you know, 25 years ago almost. We're seeing more corporations move downtown. We're seeing the Tombers Group, which is a, a huge marketing firm, mm-hmm. buy the old KUB building at the corner oh. of, you know, right there on, on Gay Street next to the Tennessee Theater. You're kidding me. They're, being, they're redeveloping that entire that building. That white building? No, the it's oh. a big green building. Oh, the green the, building. The, okay. Yes, horribly I was ugly. The,
1: the huge. Uh, KUB, but that's that's existing. That's what no, they use. Right, right. This gotcha. is this is the uh, this is a
2: green building okay. right there on Gay Street. Uh, you're also seeing uh, Pixel, which is a, another digital marketing firm. These are young firms. These mm-hmm. millennials. They have in, a North Shore presence. No, they don't. They left they've left moved there. downtown. They actually wow. sold that. They were on North Shore Town Center, mm-hmm. uh, and they are moving downtown. They move in next week. Yeah. Uh, so we're seeing, and we're even seeing more traditional firms move into uh, what was the Kimberly Clark Building, now the Langley Building, uh, Barge Wagner. They move twenty thousand square feet from the from the suburbs into downtown. Mm. We're seeing a drive for more excitement. The lease rates and the the lease rates have gone up a little bit. The vacancy rates dropped a little bit. There's still some significant vacancy in downtown, but we're seeing more and more people coming downtown.
1: And how, how do people balance whether or not they move into, for instance, the um, BB and T building? Mm-hmm. What I mean, the occupancy rate I'm sure is not one hundred percent. No, and I'm sure there's entire floors for people to move into um, when people are deciding on what to do. I mean, it's sort of cumbersome getting in that building. Maybe people don't like to have their employees have to park below, and so those are all factors, I'm sure. But when you look at the big, big buildings, are the, are the occupancy levels higher than they were two years ago, or about the same?
2: No, they're higher, and okay. they're and you're seeing you're not only seeing an occupancy that that, that in, improves, you're seeing a, a capacity that improves. Mm. Because uh, let's say you're a let's say you're an attorney. Mm-hmm. Law firms typically have one person per every 450 square feet. That's a lot. Mm -hmm. You talk about new firms, like a a Tombris or a Pixel, it's one person per 120 square feet, exactly. (laughs) So you don't have these big offices. Uh, When I was involved in the Pixel deal, when they moved from West Knoxville into downtown, Mm -hmm. they are young, they're exciting, they were looking for a cool space. Mm -hmm. Budget was a factor, but it wasn't a huge factor. They wanted a cool space. They weren't gonna go into to a bb tower or First right. Tennessee, because it's just traditional office space. They mm-hmm. wanted something new. They wanted the a the, loft type of and, Yeah, and, and boy, they looked for a long time, and finally they were able to find something at Two Center Square. That's exciting.
1: I like those folks over yeah, there. Yeah,
2: and, that, and that's what you're seeing. People that are moving downtown, it's, it's more about culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, you still got your law firms. They've got to be at the city-county building. That makes sense for them from location. Mm-hmm. But downtown is about culture. It's not as much about parking, because mm-hmm. really only... Uh, Bank of America building, BB&T, they're First Tower. The yeah, there's no parking. I mean, there's. I'm yeah. sorry, there's no covered parking. Right. There is ample parking in downtown. Yeah, absolutely. It's not free, and it's not at your front door. Mm-hmm. So that you know that's where the Delta is. But mm-hmm. people who want to be near the restaurants, want to be near the energy, mm-hmm. that's where they're they're trying to move. And we're we're working on a project right now. The really one of the great sites um, that's available in downtown right now is the former State Supreme Court building. Directly across mm-hmm. Henley Street from the uh, from the convention center. Yeah, that Knoxville owns it. Mm-hmm. They are working with three potential developers right now to develop that site. One's a hotel site. One is a stu- or a, an apartments with a hotel mixture site, and the other one would include a uh, hundred thousand square feet of office. About seventy apartments, wow. as well as as well as retail in a four hundred and twenty space parking garage. That's so, really cool. Yeah, it's about a sixty million dollar project. Stupid question: Where sure. is the Supreme Court going? Uh, Supreme Court's already gone. They've been out of that building for fifteen years. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> where are they? <laughs> they're they're in the old post
1: office, right? Okay, there across I wasn't the street from, aware of that. So yeah. what's been going on in that building for fifteen
2: years? The state had some offices
1: there, and okay. then it's been it's been vacant for about the last three years. Oh man, that's exciting because yeah, that's I mean it's a, a Knoxville buildings. That's a really cool building. And you would it's think, neat.
0: with all these people coming in, uh, the hotels would uh, be populated. I mean, I know Holiday Inn was revamped a few years ago. Yep. What's yeah. What's on the yeah. horizon? So the Holiday
2: Inn World's Fair Park uh, went through a renovation about that finished about four years ago. It's mm-hmm. doing exceptionally well. The building right next to it, uh, there were two buildings. One was the Holiday Inn and mm-hmm. one was uh, a state office building. Okay. It's perpendicular, they're practically attached. It's like the of, one
1: that, that sits right on World's Fair Park? Yes, okay. yes.
2: A lot of people think it is the Holiday Inn, it's yes. not. Oh. It's being renovated, and well, renovated is a bad word. It's being taken down to the concrete and starting over. They're putting twenty four wow. luxury condos up on the top two floors or top three Mark, floors. You can get one of those. And <laughs> then seventy five uh, luxury uh, hotel rooms on the next on the, the lower floors. That is exciting. it will be it'll be the nicest hotel in Knoxville. It's called the Tennessean. It'll be open April 1st. Actually, April 2nd. We did one open on April 1st. So uh, April 2nd, right. it'll be open. The, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> the, the rooms are, you know, the average hotel room is a little under 400 square feet. These are going to be about 550. Wow. Uh, so it just, it's the way the building laid out. You could fit a, a lawyer in there because they're average of 450. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they would be very happy exactly. in there.
1: <laughs> That is exciting and I I see when we talk about downtown there seems to be a, another look on your face mm-hmm. like there's excitement about it. Sure. So when you which do you not want to say prefer because that's not what I mean, but there's so much passion just like the Pixel folks, you know, they're young, you're young, there's excitement about it and but you get excited about any project. That's what one of the things I like about you. So when you're selling all of this stuff, you're talking just as passionately about Century Park as you are about downtown. You have to, right? Yeah, you do. Right. And,
2: and it, it's a they each serve different purposes. Right. And they each have functions that that, that people need. If you are, uh, if it's young creative, um, a lot of that's going downtown. Mm-hmm. If you are uh, a for lack of a better word, a professional firm, Mm -hmm. or need a lot of space, a lot of parking, Mm -hmm. then you you need to go out to to one of the suburbs Mm -hmm. where you have new development, where you have five parking spaces per thousand square feet, where downtown you just don't have that. (laughs) You know, if you've got a 24-hour operation, it doesn't make sense to be downtown. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got you've got older buildings with with operating systems that are dated, not as efficient. Mm-hmm. You need to be in new product. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it, some of its budget, some of its culture, some of it is just what kind of business do you have?
1: Yeah, that's exciting. And you know, over where I live, off of North Shore, there is a lot of development happening there as well. Um, you have the North Shore Town Center. You have the Target, the mm-hmm. Publix, you have the North Shore Elementary School. They're building something else over there, too. With, that know, is
2: o- The big building is the Oak Ridge Federal Credit Union. That one I knew, mm-hmm. but
1: there's another building going up over there, smaller. They're,
2: yeah, well, they're doing some apartments. They're doing some other retail that's in that area. So
1: it's, I remember we only have 30 seconds, so we'll continue this in our next segment, but I remember they talked about a movie theater there. Has that been scrapped?
2: Yeah, it has. That was part of the that original. That was about 15 yeah. years ago. Uh, yeah, it really was. Yeah, oh, maybe, maybe 10, but okay. close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, well, so thank you for, for dating me a little bit, but I'm kidding. So when we get back with our last five minutes with Justin, we are going to sort of put a bow on this and talk about some last re- remaining um, topics right after these messages.
0: The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what is really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray.
1: Police stop my car. Police stop my car. The police made me stop. Walk a straight line and blow a balloon up. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Thank you for joining us and We appreciate so much the opportunity to speak to you. Um, If the police stop your car, just cooperate with them, and hopefully everything will work out just fine. Um, Thank you guys for coming in, and I certainly appreciate Justin spending this hour with us. We're we're down to our last four minutes, and I think just putting a bow on this, things are thriving in Knoxville. Give me your two-minute State of the Union. Where do you see us going from here?
2: Well, you know, Knoxville recruited almost 5,000 new jobs to the area mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. uh, total investment in not just people but capital that, that went into new buildings was I think close to 1.5 billion dollars mm. so we've seen Knoxville grow we've seen uh, companies come into town to take advantage of you know manufacturing companies to take advantage of really cheap power thanks to TVA mm. and KUB uh, and, and the state and the city um, are continuing to push that forward it certainly helps to have a governor from Knoxville it helps to have a, a, a commissioner of economic development Who's from Knoxville and Randy Boyd, so they're going to continue to push that. And, and you know, we're seeing Knoxville when we when we talk about recruitment, we see companies who come in here, and you know, they don't know about a lot about Knoxville when they get here, hmm. but once they leave, they don't want to leave, or once they once they talk about, it, they don't want to leave. You know, yeah. Scripps talks about people who could get promoted to Cincinnati that don't take the promotion because they don't want to leave Knoxville. So it's just getting people here that you, that you have to do. Yeah. So, um, and the
1: other thing is, I mean, is there a better university and football team than Knoxville? (laughs) Would you say in America?
2: University? I don't think you could could argue The football team. I think a week ago they would have said, yeah, "Yeah, it's great. But now apparently there've been some problems. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. (laughs) No, it's, but it's, you know, I think Knoxville, uh, you know, I'm bullish on Knoxville. Yeah. Um, I think there's excitement downtown. I think there's opportunity up and down the Pellissippi corridor. Mm. You know, if you look at the Bearden submarket, there's really no mm. significant office space. Mm. I mean, it is. Full as a tick, mm-hmm. uh, you, you know. You couldn't find anything over six thousand square feet yeah. if you had to, um, you know. There, so there's opportunity. You got fairgrounds, Farragut, Beard. Farragut's you have... continue to grow. Farragut's kind of um, a little more easier to develop in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they've relaxed some of their regulations, uh, mm-hmm. but not too much. So it's it's still a great a great place to, to mm-hmm. develop. And it's just uh, we're going to see continued Knoxville grow, for to see Knoxville grow. Hopefully the economy stays strong, mm-hmm. um, and you know interest rates. They are what they are. I mean, people argue that they're having to develop now or borrow money at four and a half percent. Oh, no, four and a half percent.
1: I mean, we're really complaining about that right. now. So uh, so there, it's still a lively environment, active environment. And, and the good thing, too, when people are putting a package together to move their office and they plug in four and a half or they plug in five and a half, it's still a lucrative deal and it's sure. still going to make business sense for them. And frankly, when they look at their entire um, P&L, Yes, maybe the interest rate's a little bit higher, but guess what their investments are doing? Their exactly. investments are growing, mm-hmm. and the, the phones are ringing, just like they're doing here because we're talking about this. It all works in conjunction together, and Donald Trump hopefully will make continue to make America great.
0: I think it will. And yep. the, the other thing is all the other surrounding communities are thriving, too. Mm-hmm. Oak Ridge is building a yes. huge commercial center huge. in the center of town. Huge. Huge. Yes. It's big. It's, it's big.
1: very big. You're going to love it.
0: Yeah, that and, was my Donald Trump
2: impression. Yeah. <laughs> and they're and they're in the not only those surrounding communities, but we're we're doing a hundred and fifty acre industrial development in Sweetwater, uh, right there awesome. on Exit sixty. So it's all yes. these all, all these communities are coming together that are that are yeah. want to put together these sites that's such a good point
1: look at ht hackney as an example you've got those type of companies where else would you want to be than in the southeast right here at this corridor you are within a day's drive of almost every Mm -hmm. single city in the whole entire um, eastern america eastern united states it is perfect depending on what you want i don't think there's another place that i'd rather be um, right here on rocky top in my opinion Um, And I did want to give a plug as well to McLeod Mountain. If you guys are out and about, it's a great place to visit. I'm not selling anything. It is um, out in Campbell County. I don't know if you guys have ever been there. It's a beautiful little area. They have bed and breakfast. They have a beautiful um, uh, restaurant there with an incredible view. It's really amazing. On behalf of Mark and Dave, I want to thank Justin Kazana. Thank you so much for coming in. My pleasure. And we'll see you guys next time right here on The Housing Hour.
0: That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know. So come here to find out. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.